This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Remember all that discussion about a public inquiry into money laundering? We got it, right? Big announcement from the provincial government months ago that, yes, they are going to undertake this process. And it's supposed to get underway, well, a few weeks from now, actually, just at the beginning of September. And they are ramping up. So curious to know if you're going to be paying attention to all of this. What kind of headlines are we going to get? Is this going to be newsmaking? Is the public's interest still in this? Well, to talk more about this and everything else going on in Victoria these days, we're joined now by Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Hi, Vaughn. Good afternoon, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. So it sounds like this has been kind of moving along silently behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, look, a public inquiry is a big deal, and it takes a while to set them up, and the government gave this one a very big mandate because they're supposed to look at money laundering in, take a deep breath, gambling, horse racing, banking, financial, sale of luxury goods, real estate, legal, accounting, corporate, like pretty much <laughs> it's everything, a very long but list, yeah. the local lemonade stand, and uh, that's a lot of work. It's a big legal issue. You've got federal and provincial agencies, a lot of whistleblowers out there, so it does take a while to get them up and running, but look, uh, they're out this week. There's a website. It's on, you can access it on the NW uh, website. Uh, they've got a commissioner, of course. He's a Associate Justice of B.C. Supreme Court, Austin Cullen. He's hired a trio of lawyers and an executive director, and I'm encouraged that uh, together, the people he's hired were involved in the Cohen inquiry on the fishery, the inquiry into the death of Frank Paul, the Jakansky case, uh, all the way back to the Citizens' Assembly on electoral reform. So there's a lot of people there who know how to run a public inquiry. And, hey, they're looking for participants. If you think you have something to contribute to this inquiry, I like this. If you think you've got something to contribute to this inquiry, other than just standing on the sidelines saying, get on with it, um, you can actually go on the website. You can write them a letter and tell them why you think you should be a witness, what you have to contribute, and they'll take a serious look at it because they think, you know, there's a bunch of um, people out there that may know something about all this, and they're hoping you'll get in touch. Um, we sort of thought in our business, Simi, that it would be well, people yeah. that don't want to talk to them. Well. <laughs> they, they do have subpoena power. They can come after you. You can't hide from them. Um, if you've got documents, they can make you turn them over. But I, I sort of encourage that they're giving everybody the benefit of the doubt that everybody will want to talk to them at the front end. True. I also thought of all those stories that we did kind of leading up to this from some of the lower level employees who, who saw these things, right, in places like the yeah. River Rock Casino. Those are the kinds of people I'm thinking would finally relish the opportunity to have their story told and somebody is listening to them. Yeah, and you're right. And the, the interesting thing about the way a public inquiry works, and I talked to one of the lawyers for the inquiry yesterday, was he said, you know, it, it, in some ways it's like a trial, but in some ways it isn't like a trial. The judge is not just sitting there waiting for the trial to begin, the public hearings. Uh, Collins involved already, and he and his staff of lawyers sit down, and, they, and they'll decide who is actually a witness. There'll be many people that they may talk to who may just give them information, lead to in, uh, lines of inquiry, 
point them to somebody who definitely should be a witness, and that's one reason why we probably won't get the full-blown public hearings until 2020. So the government's only given them two years to get all this done, but um, as I said, talking to them yesterday, he said, well, you know, first of all, the work has already started. They've already started to put together a list of, of people to talk to. And, of course, you've got the two reports that came out from Peter German, who's the expert on right. um, money laundering. And, and they've been looking at some of the media coverage, too. You know, we've all interviewed uh, various people as whistleblowers. So I'd say, you know, it's a very serious effort that they're clearly determined to get going. Another thing that's pretty encouraging, and I might want to have a look at it, it's Cullen himself has put a statement out on the website that's addressed to British Columbians. And it's interesting. He says, look, uh, you know that the, the mandate for this commission was written by the government, and the timetable was written by the government, and the government's going to be paying the bills, but, but it's independent, I'm independent. I'll decide the commissioner, uh, and make sure that the inquiry is seen as fair, balanced, and that, you know, you hear all sides of the story and everybody gets a fair hearing. So I think he's concerned that the thing not be seen as kind of a political put-up job, but as a fair and open and balanced public inquiry. Interesting. So how much of this are we going to be able to kind of follow along with? What's access going to be like? Is this all going to be kind of publicized? He says open and transparent. So, you know, when they when people, uh, there will be a list of witnesses, there will be a list of how they're going to proceed. They, they haven't decided yet whether or not it'll be, um, they're going to be based in Vancouver, obviously, but they may have hearings in other parts of the province. There may be enough witnesses, for instance, to lead them to go to the capital or Kamloops, where the Lottery Corporation is headed. I'm just picking that out of the air. I asked them whether they're going to call politicians, um, former officials in the last government, and they said, oh, look, it's premature. Uh, but I expect that some of the people who've been named again and again uh, in the controversy in the last government are going to want to go and tell their side right. of the story, whether, and, and they may be asked. I mean, they can subpoena people, but um, they're saying at this point that they think the federal agencies will cooperate. The uh, federal government's already indicated that. I wondered, Simi, if you might see the kind of problem we've seen in the past where you get a clash between the public inquiry and, say, the RCMP right. or the prosecutors. We've had cases in the past where, like, the missing women inquiry ended up in a legal battle with the RCMP. Um, they say they don't think so because the government has clearly written the terms of reference for the inquiry to say um, you're not to try to revisit uh, decisions made by prosecutors in the past. So right. you're not, you're not, if the prosecutors looked at it and they didn't lay criminal charges, you're not allowed to call the prosecutors and bring them back and ask right. them why they didn't do that. Just fact-finding. That's all you're yeah. doing. And you stay the heck of the way out of the police. If there's a matter that the police are currently investigating, don't get into it because you could mess up the case. So what does that leave? Well, they can find, they can make findings of misconduct. That's the word they use by, uh, for example, people who worked in regulatory agencies who didn't do what they were supposed to do. And they can make findings of misconduct against politicians. Under the rules of public inquiries in this country... Now you'll know this because we've been down yes. this road before. The commission has to tell someone that 
look, our final report is going to say you screwed up on your job. You failed to do your job. You screwed up. You have to tell them ahead of time and give them a chance to respond. And that's, to me, from what I've seen in the past, that might be where their timetable gets thrown off. A person is going to be criticized who feels that their reputation will be damaged or destroyed, uh, who feels that the next step might be a criminal investigation, although the commission can't actually lay charges. Uh, That person might hire a lawyer and go to court and fight the release of the report. That might happen down the road. But we're obviously a long distance from that yet. The final report isn't due till May of 2021. It seems to me that they're leaving this wide open then for people to come to their own conclusions, right, about what they hear. That would seem to be pretty handy right before an election. Uh, Look, I don't think there's any mystery that the government, uh, you know, you don't have to be very suspicious to think government set this whole thing up and framed it so that uh, they may have ammunition on the eve of the next election. The election is set for the third Saturday in October of 2021. The report is due in May of 2021, so that leaves a few months leeway. Even if it's held up, they get something out. I think that's obviously what the New Democrats are hoping. But, you know, again, the commission may end up... um, if it if it really you know they they say they're going to be fair and open and balanced the liberals are saying they got nothing to hide so um, you know we'll see I asked them you know there's this argument going on between the liberals and the uh, New Democrats over documents that are supposedly right. in governments that you know these are reports that went to the liberal government and because they're cabinet confidential the liberals need to give permission to release it and the New Democrats are saying give that permission, and the Liberals are saying, well, tell us what documents you're referring to, and we'll decide. Well, the Commission could sort all that out. The Commission has the power to ask for stuff, and if they don't get it, they have the power to subpoena it. And if, uh, you know, they they send out a subpoena, and somebody says, well, we can't release this because it's covered by cabinet privilege or legal privilege, the Commissioner can say, okay, I'm hmm. a judge. You come and explain to me what's confidential about this. So, I think people would like to see that. Yeah, so he can get to the bottom of things. The one thing he can't do, and I know some of the commentary, uh, I mean, the stuff we've heard from members of the public is they think this is going to, you know, be criminal charges. If they find anything criminal, they just have to hand it over to the police. A a public inquiry can't lay charges in this country, um, so they just have to pass that on to the cops and see what happens. Well, a lot for us to talk about this fall. Now, before I let you go, Vaughn, today on the show, we have been talking about uh, where it is in this day and age you're supposed to meet somebody to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. A friend friend of the show, somebody who used to work here, has asked for some help in that regard. And we're trying to answer the question. And we've heard some great stories about how people met their significant other. How did you meet your lovely wife? Uh, 40 years ago. It's hard to believe anybody would put up with me for 40 years, but there you go. (laughs) I was a music critic for The Sun, and my wife, Dale, was The Sun's artist. And I was often assigned to uh, do feature stories and cover stories for the paper's magazine, and she would be designed to do the cover. And for some inexplicable reason, she decided I had a very good sense of humor, and I was fun to work with. And the rest is history. Wait, did she ask you out? Uh, that's a really good question. No, I asked her out. Oh. I invited her to a concert uh, by Joni Mitchell. Nice. Free, t- free, free tickets. tickets I was going to say, right? I was going to say, free tickets. So it didn't even cost me much. 
take her out on a date. Did you tell her that? You're like, these are free tickets? Because I'm thinking you should probably not. <laughs> she was just starry-eyed at going to see Joni Mitchell, right? I think she'd have put up with anybody to see Joni Mitchell. Well, that must have been the life. Uh, thank you for that. Okay. Have a good long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun newspaper.